Welcome to Season 5 of the For Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Wilcoxon, and one of the lay elders here at Redemption Church Gateway. This season, we're going to interview members of our elder team and their wives. Elders were mentioned throughout the Old Testament, yet were established as an official office within a local church by Paul in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 of the New Testament. The Bible will also use the words pastor, shepherd, elder, and overseer interchangeably for the same role. He sees each season of life and cultural shift brings new opportunities and challenges for the leadership of any church, and we here at Redemption Church Gateway are no different. As we continue to navigate change while also being faithful to Jesus, it made sense for our congregation to get to know the elder team on this season of the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Mike and Nikki Reeves. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy Thank to be you. here. Yeah. All Happy right. Well, let's uh, let's learn a little bit about your family. How long you've been married? How many kids? Pets? Oh boy, uh, we've been married thirty-one years. This Congratulations! Will be yeah, thank you. It's been it's been a wonderful, not always wonderful, but overall wonderful thirty-one years. We went through various stages. We've got uh, three kids. Uh, Abby's our oldest. Uh, she uh, uh, is a member here at Gateway, and then uh, we have Josh, our middle son, who just graduated college. Uh, and so he's looking for employment at this point. And then our youngest, Hannah, uh, is a sophomore this year in college. And uh, so we got three kids. We have two new dogs. So we are brand new parents of that parents? two new puppies, <laughs> which has been crazy. Never thought I'd say pet parent, but here we are. <laughs> we are in the thick of it. So we have twins, uh, little golden retrievers. Oh, and, cool. uh, it's It's been an adventure. And the names of the dogs? uh atlas and argo oh wow who came up with those names well our kids <laughs> yes and um uh so what what decide what you know made you pick dogs over other animals uh, and why yeah. now like over a tortoise or something <laughs> um yeah we've been thinking about it for a while we, we've had a dog before and then hannah raised guide dogs for the blind uh, puppies for guide dogs for the blind when she was in high school and even though our kids are all grown up and they still clamored for dogs, so we just, um, I don't know, it was a little bit spontaneous, a little bit unlike us, this kind of commitment, so, but it's too late now. We're, we're hooked. They nice. are adorable, and yes. we're, having, we're having fun. It's a lot, but we're having fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did you guys meet? Mike and I met when I was in high school, and he was in college. Um, we met at church, a little church. Here in, in Arizona? No, and we used no. to live in Southern California, so oh, okay. we're from a small town in Southern California called Norco, which is kind of near Riverside, Corona, that area, and we both were saved in, uh, where, we, where we met Jesus was in the same church, not the same time, um, some years apart, but he was young, he was younger, I was in high school, but we met at this church, and um, I was in high school, and we were just friends for a while, and started dating when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, we met, he drove me home from a Bible study one night, a friend of mine and I. Ooh. And yeah, and he did not say a word to me, like not even introduce himself or goodbye. Right. So I was like, who does this guy think he is? He was playing the aloof <laughs> game. She, something. Still, she still talks about that to this well, day. Well, I think it's a good lesson in, you know, you just can't judge someone right off the bat. Right. You know? They might have, you don't know what their reasons are. So, so were yeah. you quiet because you were nervous or were you, you being the cool guy? No, I was actually uh, talking to one of her friends. They're still friends to this day, Brendy. And uh, Brendy and I had uh, went 
uh, we had a little bit of history together. Um, and uh, Nikki was new. And so I was literally, Nikki was in the middle seat of my truck. And I was talking to Brendy right across from her. And Brendy was talking to me. And I didn't even realize it. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I think he was a little shy. I was a little shy some, at the know, time. In some ways. Not yeah. outgoing, but shy. Yeah. So how long did you guys know each other before like, so the we spark were, happened? Oh, we good were question. really well. We were really good friends yeah. for a year, and he dated some other girlfriends of mine, and we even double dated other people. Oh, that's once. interesting. Yes. Um, but we just were always friends through every mm. breakup, or um, you know, he'd break up with someone, then he'd come to my house and tell me about it or something. Um, at some point, I think we just realized we. You know, it started as a really good friendship, which has been a blessing and very sustaining Mm. over the years because that, that is what endures, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how we, I think one, oh, I, I can tell you where it was for me. (laughs) Okay. So, so yeah, I would, I, I dated a lot of, uh, ladies, uh, in high school and, uh, but uh, we went to a we went to a prom, and I was with someone else, and Nikki was with someone else, and uh, and I saw Nikki differently for the first time at that prom, and uh, I thought, wow, she's a dress very attractive lady. Was it a and red dress? It was no, it was a black <laughs> oh, dress. All right, and she had uh, gloves on. She had high heels and tights. And uh, I wanted to leave my date and, uh, and go over with Nikki. And because we were already good friends at the time, and I just saw her differently. And from then on, uh, the pursuit was on. And so we started uh, going different places uh, together. And, uh, and then at one point, we were. We dating. did a lot of. Yeah. Our church was small, and our youth group was consequently small, but for the size of our church, was actually. Quite a good large. size of that, yeah. if that, if you follow me. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot. We were very active, did a lot of things together, which was just really sweet at that time in my life. I was a new Christian. And so we went to youth. They called them youth rallies. I don't yeah. think anybody says that nowadays, but we did that. We would go to concerts. We The church we were in did all of their worship a cappella. They don't, there's no instruments in this church. Mm-hmm. So there was some a cappella performing groups that would come around. We'd go to that. And he had a truck. He had a truck that uh, he had built. Okay, those of you of a certain age will know what I'm talking about. He had put a carpet kit in the bed of his truck, and then he had built this big speaker box. So his, his it was basically like a drivable concert sound system that he just drove around. You had to wear earplugs to yeah. ride in it if he had the radio up all the way. So that was his yes cool cool machine so yeah we just we did a lot of things together as friends and with friends which yeah. was great and yeah there was, was an age difference which was now being a parent i could see how that would have been alarming to both of our parents um mm-hmm. but it, i don't know it doesn't seem like a big deal to us yeah. you know for whatever reason so i'm it's it gives you some perspective how, how long did you guys date before getting engaged um a year and a half yeah before getting you, engaged. Yeah. Looking uh, back, would you have been 
Would you have shortened the, the engagement period or was that a, a good amount of time for you guys? So we were engaged. We got engaged. We were engaged for a year before we got married, but okay. I was barely 19 when we got married and right. I was young. She um, was so young. I think the timing was probably good considering my age. Yeah. I mean, if we were older, maybe because we dated at the time we were married, we had been dating two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So that's not very long. Would your no. parents guys, would you, would your, both of your parents think? Um, my, my parents liked him. He was yeah. the nicest your guy that I had. Me. They yeah. they could tell he had a good head on his shoulders and he yeah. was responsible and, you know, he had a job and they liked me. He didn't pull up and honk, you know, he got out of the car and came to the door. Um, they, they liked him. I think they could tell he was, he was a good guy. Um, I, I, I don't know that they were worried about the age difference so much. Your parents mm-hmm. were a little worried about the age yeah. difference, you My know, but it's a different, worried. you know, it could potentially be different for a guy, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I should. I I don't know how worried they were. That's a good question. I should ask my mom. Yeah, I know your. I know your mom. I think would probably wanted you to wait a few more years. Probably. I think she thinks yeah. you were a little bit young. Yeah. But they both like me, and so I think that helped. I yeah. I had already. I mean, I was already at a job. Uh, I was going to school. Um, pretty responsible. Um, and so when I would come over, what were you getting your degree in? Well, at the time. I was uh, in aerospace engineering at Cal Poly Pomona. That crashed and burned. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, that crashed and burned. And then, um, and then I took a, a couple years off. We got married. Uh, and that's actually when I got into, uh, I, I left Cal Poly Pomona, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I went with a couple of uh, preachers uh, from the Church of Christ, um, it, which is our heritage. Uh, we went to a, a preaching camp or a, or a um, I don't know, it was a meeting of a uh, bunch of different ministers uh, in Texas. And I took a road trip with them. And that's kind of how, then I, then I went to um, seminary uh, for a couple of years. And that's while we were uh, dating and then we got, uh, then I started uh, preaching at that church, uh, and then we were married a couple months later. And, and so then how was, long were you a pastor? Really, uh, about nine years wow, uh, okay. there. And it was, a, as a young man, it was a very difficult decision. We didn't have any elders uh, at the time. We, um, so we struggled from a leadership perspective. We were, we were governed by a, a men's business meeting, which was totally unbiblical and very problematic, and as especially as a young man in, in the ministry, and I was the only one on staff, uh, there were lots of pressures that were put upon both of us as a couple, and uh, it was a great time, but a really difficult time. We learned a lot about just kind of church leadership and um, how to function as a church. We ended up installing elders, which was great, mm. um, and that was a huge blessing to me. I got mm. to install three, three elders uh, who were uh, then I submitted myself to them, uh, which was fantastic for me. And then a couple more years, uh, and we, the Lord really provided a way for us to um, move on from that church. Uh, we were diverging theologically anyway at that time, and we were praying, and, and uh, the Lord opened up some doors where we were able to, to move out, and I moved into the uh, computer industry at that point. So. Mm. What was that transition like going from ministry into the computer it was industry? Crazy. It was a, a crazy time, but um, 
it was a it was a good time as well. It's a great time. We we found another church. Uh, we started going to the vineyard at the time, uh, which was really healing. This is also in Southern California. Yep. Very healing for both of us. And uh, I was learning the industry, and a, I found a lot of the same skill sets uh, from being a, a minister to being in the computer industry, especially in sales and things. Uh, kind of translated. It's so like it's listening, have, having yeah. empathy, trying to understand their needs and their yeah. challenges. Yeah. Wow. So very transferable. It was very transferable. And I've always had a technical ability. I mean, I'm, I have an engineering brain. Mm. So uh, being able to take that plus communication skills and empathy and things like that um, works really well in yeah. my industry. And so, integrity. Yeah, and integrity. Yeah. So, uh, Nikki, what was your... What was it like for you to be kind of, you know, married and to a young pastor yeah. and being part of this church? Being, like what, what was, kind of was your, your experience? Yeah, I was so young. I mean, I was, like I said, I was, I had turned 19 three months before we got married, barely. And, um, but I, this is the church that I had come to meet Jesus in. Mm-hmm. So I, I love these people and we really did love these people. Yeah. Um, most of them, no, just kidding. Uh, you know, <laughs> church is a family, so it's going to be difficult, and you have to, you know, you have to figure things out. You learn a lot. Um, I overall lo- I loved it. I because I really, really adored the people there. Um, one of the things I think we learned, I'm so grateful for, is what healthy looks like and what healthy doesn't look like in yeah. a congregation. Yes, and I'm really grateful for that because. Um, coming to Gateway, and after being here for a short time, we were like, there's a lot of signs of health here. Mm-hmm. And that was very, I'm just really grateful. Like, it was very reassuring. Um, it was a relief because we, we've been in, you know, a good handful of churches over our time being married. Um, we haven't hopped around too much, but, Mm-mm. you know, we, we've been in a few different. And you learn so much. There's always something to learn. And this is the healthiest environment we've ever seen. And I'm, I'm oh, praise God. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, yeah, I'm so like, I, I just can't under uh, understate how grateful I am for that. So, so you know, to look back on our experiences, the good and the bad experiences and go here, here's what we know we don't want uh, or is not healthy in a church. And here's wherever we end up worshiping. we, we, we love our leaders. We don't want our leaders to experience this kind of thing. It's not right, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you but you, you learn those things by going through them. So, yeah. um, but overall, I mean, I, 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 I loved, I mean, I loved, yeah. I was so proud of him. Um, we had a lot of beautiful friends and a lot of people who really loved us and blessed us um, and tried to take good care of us the best they could. They, you know, but then there's always some people that just... Um, I don't know, aren't like that. And so yeah, yeah. figure that out. So, so Mike, tell us about yeah. when Jesus opened your eyes to the truth of the gospel. And oh, wow. you said, I'm all in. Yeah. I, so I, my, uh, family history is, uh, I, my parents are not Christians. Um, so I grew up, actually, I started, uh, attending church, uh, at this little church in Norco, uh, through our next door neighbors who drove the joy bus. And so my parents, the joy bus, that yeah, was, the was name called of it? the joy, bus. the joy bus. Yes. That's and great. Yeah, it was great. And, uh, my parents were, uh, very happy that my sister and I were gone, uh, early in the morning on Sundays and it gave them a break for a couple of hours. 
And then they would bring us home on the joy bus. So I did that for years and years and years. And then when I uh, had my own vehicle, my sister and I would go to church. And mostly, to be honest with you, I was going to church. We had a, a pretty uh, large youth group, like Nikki had mentioned, and uh, lots of uh, young ladies, uh, junior high, high school uh, time. And uh, so that was good. Uh, Jesus got a hold of my heart uh, through our um, youth director at the time, who we, I remember we were at uh, Pepperdine University for a camp. Beautiful. A camp. Yeah. Oh, beautiful campus. And we were on one of the stairs and uh, she sat me down and uh, looked me right in the eye and she said, um, so uh, you've been hanging around here for a while. And I said, yeah. And uh, she said, tell me a little bit about Jesus and what he means to you. Like, where is he in your life? And something happened in that moment. And uh, I said, uh, of anybody that I would ever want to have a relationship with, he's the one. He's the one for me. Um, I, I believe uh, he's the son of God. I know that sounds crazy as a young person, you know, and she kind of chuckled. And I said, but, but I'm all in with him. And she said, I'm really happy to hear you say that. And uh, I was baptized a couple weeks later, and uh, it's been a, I, I, I remember coming out of the waters just being, just feeling like a new person. Like I, my entire past just disappeared, and uh, I felt for the first time in my life free. And, uh, and ever since then, it's, it's been, uh, been him and I. And uh, my, my life radically changed after that. My friend group, uh, lots of stuff uh, changed after that. And mm. uh, that was that's kind of my story. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. What about you, Nikki? So when I was in high school, I had a friend who, well, a girl who sat next to me in one of my classes. And she just would invite me to church every week. And then when we both... When she realized that both of us liked to sing, she'd be like, do you know this song? Do you know this song? And there were all these church songs, which I did not know. And to be frank, she just got on my nerves a little bit. She just, she just pastored <laughs> she me, like pastored that. me. Yep. Um, she was persistent. And so I finally relented and went with her. But I ended up going to this Bible study, which is where I met him. I think I met him maybe the third time I went. It was an apologetics Bible study, which is interesting. It, not We... We did open the Bible, but we were reading apologetics material, so scientific um, proofs for the existence of God, or if you want to call them proofs, just evidence that seemed very weighty to me, and that really helped me. I mean, I'm not entirely scientifically minded, but I do like to be convinced of something, and it really, the Lord really used that at that time in my life to, even though I didn't understand all the ins and outs and the aspects of, of it, I was like, this is convincing. So that was, I was grateful for that. And then I did go on Sundays and, and this, this church, just a tiny, sweet little like country church, if you can just picture. Um, and I just, even though we're not in that denomination anymore, um, I fell in love with you. And there are some issues with that not denomination um, and things that we experienced and grew through and learned and had to unlearn. Mm -hmm. But I fell in love with Jesus at this, in this place. Um, 
and it was transformational. And I remember I was baptized May 8th, 1988, which in this, this church, baptism is, you know, we, baptism is important to us here, but it was like, you're not, you weren't saved until you were baptized in this right. church. So it was just, just yeah. taught a little differently. Um, but I, so I remember very clearly that decision, that moment, everything looked different. The sky looked different. The colors were brighter. Like I just, cause I'd made this decision and publicly declared it, it was a really, really meaningful day. Um, and there were a lot of people who loved Jesus there. So I was, you know, we were, I was really nurtured in my young faith in a lot of great ways. So yeah, I had a early, early onset rebellious phase, kind of like junior high, late elementary, junior high. So by the time I was in high school, I was like, this is not, you know, I knew it wasn't doing it for me and I didn't know what was going to do it for me, but Mm. it was Jesus. Yeah. That's awesome. So here at uh, Redemption Church Gateway, we have kind of two categories for elders. We have uh, staff elders and lay elders. Uh, Staff elders are pastors that are on staff. And then we have lay elders who have careers outside of the church, and they volunteer their time to be part of the the elder team. Uh, Mike, you are a lay elder. So what do you do uh, for your career? Uh, tell us a little bit about your role. You talked a lot about computers. Are you still in computers? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the computer security field, and uh, I played a lot of different roles uh, in that field. My current role, I am absolutely in love with. Uh, I kind of pinch myself sometimes where I'm at right now, but I, I think of me, my, my technical title, because our president didn't want to name me this, uh, <laughs> is a technical director at Bitdefender. I have um, no direct reports um, and as a director, but I, I'm basically their chief evangelist globally. So they, uh, I do a lot of webinars on how to protect your business uh, online uh, from cyber criminals. And then I travel around and uh, teach businesses and uh, companies that manage IT for those businesses. Uh, how to secure their environments. And then I'm talking about how Bitdefender uh, plays into that role and what value we bring into that yeah. field. So, Well, I know your travel schedule is crazy. What it are just crazy. name some of the countries you've been <laughs> at in the last 12 months? Uh, I've been uh, uh, Australia, uh, Germany, um, let's see, uh, England, Ireland. Uh, I, I may go to Scotland this year. Um, I'm about to go on a couple of week trip to Australia again, and then I get to go to New Zealand. Um, haven't been to the East yet. Uh, so like Japan and things, I went to China with, uh, with Abby when she was younger, but, uh, get to fly around a lot of different places, both in the U S as well as out of the country, wherever there's a conference and we are speaking at that conference. Usually I'm the person that's, that's on stage speaking. So people who don't travel for work, they mm. think, oh, you're on like just, uh, you're always on vacation. So yes. do you get to see anything fun? Do you have any time to enjoy these areas that you're going to? Or are you flying in, you speak, you're at the hotel, you get something to eat, you go to sleep, you get on a plane and you're back home. Like yeah. what, what, what is your, what is your business travel like? So usually I try to extend either on the front end or on the back end or both, uh, depending on what part of the, the uh, world I'm going to. It's very difficult um, to fly in, do be, be on for a couple of days, and then fly out. It's, it's, uh, I find it not restful. I find it very stressful. So usually I try to go in a little bit early, get on the time zone where we are, uh, 
And usually that takes me a couple of days actually to do Mm. that. So I go in a little bit early and then we do our conferences. We do our meetings outside the conferences. And then I'll usually spend at least one day in country uh, just sightseeing and things like that. And then I'll fly out the following day. So, and then sometimes, I mean, the, the great thing is now we're kind of at the stage of life where Nikki can come with me on some of these trips and the last one of my last trips, she went with me uh, for a couple of weeks over in Europe, and that was uh, phenomenal. We went to Ireland together and, and the U.K., and she was with me, and she's, that's awesome. Oh, what a great benefit. Wow. Yeah. So being a lay elder, are there any misconceptions people have about your role uh, as being part of the, the elder team? Well, what I find, a, a couple of uh, things. Number one, they don't really know. They usually ask questions about, you know, how often do you guys meet? I know you travel a lot. How does this work? And and so I'll describe to them, we meet uh, twice a month. Uh, one is more of a, a business kind of visionary where we're talking about uh, gateway and we're talking about what we're doing, uh, where we're going, things like that. And then we have a, uh, the second meeting is a, more of a shepherding. How are we doing personally where we kind of bond together as a group? And I, I love those times. And uh, so usually that's one misconception at like, do we meet? How often do we meet? Um, so I find that kind of funny. And then the second one is um, I get a lot of questions about uh, where money goes at Gateway and uh, I don't really know. Um, so, you know, we, I explained that we set the, what I call the big buckets on the financial sheet. Um, so percentages of where we kind of allocate funds and then we establish a budget for the, for the following year. But then once that's done, you know, uh, staff members uh, and pastors here at Gateway determine, you know, the minutia of where all of those funds get allocated. So those yeah. are the two misconceptions or, or questions that I get a lot as a, as a lay elder here. I feel like a lot of the questions are, are kind of through the lens of their past experience. Yes. It, you know, people that at Redemption Church Gateway have come from a lot of different uh, kind of faith backgrounds and yeah. different churches, small churches, big churches, and the role of elders um, can be really different to p- decide depending on the size of the church. Like yeah. if you're a smaller church, sometimes the elders are doing a lot of different things during the week or kind of on staff. Or, and then once you get become bigger, a lot of times the elders are more vision and budget and kind yeah. of, you know, the 30,000 feet. So I always try to ask, like, well, tell me about the church you came from. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can see now where this question's coming from. Um, Nikki, what does your week look like? And and do you work? And, like, you know, yeah. Yes, well, I recently retired from a long and illustrious career raising my kids. Yes. How's Um, the retirement been? I don't know how illustrious it was. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Retirement's been so strange and wonderful and sad and all the things i'm still kind of figuring out how i feel about this transition um i i did homeschool the kids so that kept me busy you know for the last i mean abby's 27 so i you know i've been doing some form of things with them for 27 years so or give or take um so i don't work outside the home right now um yeah, I'm, I I don't know what's next for me. I have about oh. five million things I'm interested in, so that I'd like to learn and get a degree in and take a class in. But I don't know. There's only so much time, so I have to narrow it down. So and sometimes you get a paycheck outside of the home, though. 
You were on staff here for, oh, yeah, you were for a couple yeah, of years, right? A little while. For about a, year, a little over a year, a I was on staff here. That was wonderful. That was um, towards the end of Hannah's high school years. So it was great. I was in kids ministry. Loved it. And then you love um, singing and acting yeah, I, and yeah, dancing. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, like I said, there's there's a long list of things. So my week looks like, um, oh, well, and I mentor high school girls here, which I adore, and they are going to be seniors which oh, I can't wow. believe. So I, we're almost done. So I just feel like I want to really hone in and just do, I don't know. I just, I just love them. I'm going to miss them. So I really want to focus on that this year. It's one of the things I want to focus on just really doing, doing the best I can spend getting to know them and spending time with them. Um, I love to, I have coffee with people. I like to read. I like to see movies. Um, this is true. Yes. 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 So, Darcy and I had a chance to see you in Sister Act. You're a theater actress uh, now. Yes. I, I mean, I would say I guess, because you're yeah. a professional theater actress now. <laughs> yes. Um, are you uh, anything on the horizon that uh, N- that you can promote? Anything to promote on the show today? No. <laughs> yes. Right. Rats. Wish I could. Um, yeah. Hire me. No. Uh, nothing. Nothing right now. I have. I have auditioned for things, but you know, auditions. Don't always go the way you want, but it's always a good thing to do. Um, I've been doing some dance classes, which has been super fun up in Phoenix. That's been great. Just th- some things I've always wanted to do. So, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that front. Awesome. What do you guys love to do together as a family or the as a couple? Oh, well, one thing we took up, a little, little hobby we took up earlier this year is country swing dancing. Yes. We, bought, we each bought cowboy boots, which is um, the way you start. That's, that's right. the way you get into country swing dancing is you that's buy right. boots. Buy boots. Mm-hmm. And okay. then you're like, where are we going to wear these boots? And then you find a So that's place. the gateway activity. You yes. go get boots and that then, is... then you got to go dance. You go yes. to boot barn. You got to use them. Lots of <laughs> options there. They'll help you out. Um, this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Boot Barn. If you're looking for some boots and to go boot scoot boogieing. Exactly. Sorry. That's the place. That no, was good. Jeffrey's advertising. Yeah. Um, that's been super fun. We go to Scootin' Boots in Mesa. Yes, plug, shameless we do. Plug. They, it's great. Um, that's been kind of a fun thing just to do together. Yeah. Because really, like probably a lot of people at our stage of life, our lives have been consumed is too strong of a word. We've just really... Prioritized. Yeah, we've just done a lot things. of things with our kids. And yes. we have loved being involved with their activities. Wouldn't mm. change a thing. And at no time have I felt like... I don't do something for, you know, we've had plenty of time to do our own thing too, but, mm-hmm. but we've really, if we were out somewhere during the week, it was largely because this kid had an activity or this sport or this music thing or whatever. So we don't have that anymore. So that's been fun. Yeah. So was, was Hannah the only one who played sports or did any of your other kids play sports in, in high school? Hannah's the only one who played sports yeah. in high school. Um, they all did music stuff, speech and debate, kept us hopping. Oh, that's right. We traveled, yeah. we did that yeah. for nine years and we traveled a lot with that and they all three did that. So um, and yeah, so I, and I miss, I miss a lot of those things, you know, yeah. I was, I, we just jump in whatever and we just love it. Um, oh, so obviously great. we like to travel together. Yeah, if we, we love can. traveling together. We like to play games as a family. Mm-hmm. That's a family. Like we just, what kind of games? Well, we just finished, uh, I don't know if we're finished yet. We're up paused, uh, D and D the, our, our yeah. Joshua Dungeons. was a great dungeon master, a, a yes. DM. Yeah. Um, that was fun. That was the first time for, uh, some of us playing, that was fun. Um, board games like Settles of Catan, like world building kind of, yeah. we're kind of geeky, I guess. Yeah. Um, we love camping. Yeah, we like camping. Yeah, we haven't done that enough. But we do recently, enjoy it. But yeah. Um, we like shooting. Yeah. Um, 
here. I made a list of things. Oh, yeah. No, I think we got everything. No, we got everything, yeah. I think. I, we have Pretty a we have us. a DM in our house also. So, oh, yeah. So that's Who, that's been fun. Who's the DM in the Wilcox? Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, how has God used your guys's marriage to grow, grow together, and just grow in the Lord through mm. kind of through your marriage? Yeah, I think for for me, when I think about that, uh, two things come to mind. Number one, uh, Nikki knows me better than anybody else on the planet. Uh, other than the Lord. And um, she is uh, very gracious, and she's also very wise. And um, she understands not only, like, what I do, but also my motivations behind what I do and, and some of the um, some of my past that I brought into our, our marriage, uh, I've had to, there's been times where I've worked on it times that I haven't. And, uh, she's always been a steady voice, uh, of grace and, um, and just, uh, I don't know. It's just been very encouraging to me. Um, and she's always been very supportive. It's like the Lord, I think, looking down on their kids and going, I, I really like, I really like you. And, uh, that's been very, very just healing for me. And she's a very, um, she's a very steady, very secure person in who she is. And so that, that brings a lot of, uh, gifting to me. Um, so I think just being the Lord's presence in our home. Um, and also she's just a wonderful communicator. She's like, really insightful. She asks fantastic questions. Uh, I can be pretty frustrating at times, um, just because the way I think and also my engineering mind. And I, uh, so she's always been, she's been patient over the years with me, which has been just a huge blessing. Are you, are you the engineer and she's the artist? She is the artist. I th- I'm a little bit of art. A lot of engineers are artistic as well. Yeah. And, um, but she she brings a, a level of grace and wisdom and mm. insight, even into our kids, because uh, all three of our kids are completely different. And what what the Lord's kind of shown me uh, through her is that she deals with them individually. She didn't, like, cookie-cutter them. One size fits all? Yeah, her, her ability <laughs> to adjust how she interacts with each one of our kids is is just magnificent to watch mm. and i think that's like that's really taught me how the lord deals with us as well uh, he takes us where we are and and moves us at our pace and all that so she's been a huge blessing uh to me and then the second thing is kind of a little bit more humorous um is outside of arizona uh i am uh pretty well known in the computer security industry so but when I come back to to Arizona, she's also uh, it's it's it keeps me humble uh, because I'm actually not not known here. I'm actually known even at Gateway as kind of Nikki's husband. Like people say, Reeves, oh, are you Nikki's husband? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, I take am. out the trash. Yeah, and then she's like, take out the trash. You know, uh, help me with the dishes, kind of stuff. And it's been a, a huge blessing to me. Um, just being known as Nikki's husband it's here know. it's awesome that in uh, in Arizona so. what about you Nikki how does yeah. how has God used the marriage to help you grow oh Mike is so generous thank you for all that you said it's 
see. I'm glad we have that recorded. Uh, he's very generous um, to everybody, and I love that. And it's taught me, and I'm, I'm talking like reckless generosity sometimes. You know, not, nothing that's like put our family in peril, but like abundant generosity. Maybe reckless isn't the right word. Yeah. Um, and I just I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for that. I think it illustrates his love for the Lord. And I believe our family has been blessed because of that. Um, there have been times when I'm like, it's tight. Maybe we should trim this, trim that. And he's like, nope, we're, we're continuing to do this. Or we're going to do this. Or we you just, if I say, can we help this person with something? He's like, what do they need? You know, I don't know. He just has a generous spirit. And I, I just really, really, really admire that and respect that. Um, one of the ways the Lord has grown me in our relationship is I'm just a selfish person. I don't know if that's unusual or I just am. I Guilty. Think about, I think, okay, good. I think about myself a lot. I Everything I think and do goes through the filter of how do I feel and what do I think, um, which maybe that's not all that unusual, but, uh, you know, it's just a constant and I don't think that's all bad. It just I can really get wrapped up in my own. I have a very rich inner world, so I can just kind of live there. And, uh, you know, you can't do that in a marriage. And you shouldn't do that in a marriage. So um, it just, the Lord's constantly drawing me out of that. And I'm I'm much more joyful when I'm not self-obsessed. So this mm. is, this is, it's a, that's a perk. Um so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, he's a hard worker, and I, we've been blessed with that, and I have a lot of respect and admiration for that. Mm. And I knew that from the very start, that he was someone that worked hard, and I admired that my dad was a real hard worker, just great work ethic, and I, I admire that. And so I've never, there's things I'd, I've never worried about, you know, and I'm very glad for that. A lot um, of confidence in that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I, um, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it, I'm I'm just really glad, and I'm glad I like he's made all my dreams come true. Like, oh. wow! I don't know if there's anything else to say. Wow! Okay. Thank, thank you for thank We're you done. for listening. Thank and you. no, I'm I, peace out. <laughs> I'm I'm out. No, it's not even hyperbole. No, that's awesome. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, you're in uh, you're in the ministry for a while. Of course, yeah. you um, you went to um, you know you're pursuing a degree in aerospace engineering. Yeah. Now you're in computers. You 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 kind of bring a rich kind of multivaried kind of experience to the elder team. Like, you know, like what, what, how, how has God kind of shaped you to kind of be part of the leadership team? Like what have you felt like you've experienced and learned that you kind of uh, mm. contribute to kind of how we, we lead here at Redemption Church Gateway? Mm. Um, well, I think one, uh, I was hesitant to actually get into leadership here at uh, Gateway uh, when I was first approached um, a while ago. And it was uh, because of my previous experiences, um, I felt like the, you know, my fear was the closer you got to the inner workings of uh, leadership at a church, the um, the less like Jesus you were. Was and that was that your experience? Just from experience in the past. Yeah, in the oh, past. Oh my. And so, mm. um, I didn't want any part of that because I loved Gateway and I loved what I knew about Gateway. Yeah. And so I kind of. I kind of hesitated at the beginning and, uh, and then went through the process. And I, so 
I bring that uh, to our team and, and what has been the biggest blessing for me. And actually I talk about it wherever I'm at, anywhere in the globe. When they ask me, you know, about my personal life, I talk about uh, gateway and I talk that um, it is different. And here is why that the closer, and I said, you may think it's what music we sing or Bible teaching or all the things that we do here really well, the culture of going the extra mile, of getting involved in people's lives, uh, where they are, and, um, and helping them where they are, and accepting them where they are, and moving them more towards Jesus. Uh, I said, you might think it's all that, but it's not. It's actually, for me, what has really helped me uh, just be a huge uh, proponent of, of Gateway, uh, wherever I'm at, is really what you see on the outside is the same or even better on the inside with, with our elder team. Mm. And I love our elders and I know their hearts and I am so encouraged when we talk about sometimes really difficult things and to really hear their hearts and the approach that they take to those uh, challenges and to see Jesus coming out of in different forms because each of us as you know uh gina we're we're all different and we literally think differently so i get to see the many facets of how you know together we kind of bring wisdom into a situation and i uh so i think i bring that uh and i think for me i think my role on our team is we can conquer any hill and it's, this is true. it is, it is <laughs> like, if there's a difficult situation, the Lord's going to be there and he's just uh, watching us through it and we're going to get to the other side and it's going to be great. And yeah. uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of, I think my perspective uh, and, and what I bring to our team. Um, and uh, yeah. So All you right. talked about difficult things. I mean, the last five years have been pretty nutty for for our team Uh, moving into a new building or building a new building and moving into a new building we have a really difficult election in 2020 Uh, we have covid we have the lockdown we have masks we have race issues yes um and uh, being part of this the team um and navigating all of those things you know there was a lot of difficult moments yeah uh, that we had to discuss and pray and figure out like what was that experience like for you with with all of us yeah, <laughs> navigating those issues well, and and that's I think you know sometimes it was frustrating because I'm like why can't everybody just think the way I think <laughs> and then I and then I'm reminded that the Lord is just like cracking up laughing like this is not how it works and that the wisdom what I what what's been really good for me to see is that even though we, and sometimes we're on Zoom calls, especially during like the COVID years and stuff, we're on Zoom calls, we're not, that was horrible. (laughs) And we were making decisions like, are we going to fellowship together in the same physical location or not? Like that is huge weighty kind of matters to us. Cause like historically we're in person. We didn't even really even have an online presence. Yeah. Like it was, and, uh, and to go through those where each of us has different, uh, different thoughts on should we, shouldn't we, why should we, why shouldn't we, 
and to be able to listen. And I know that all of these people love Jesus just as much as I love Jesus, and they see it so differently. Mm-hmm. And it was what it what was really beautiful, especially as like a musician and coming at this like a musician would. It was blended together like the the harmony even though there was there was disagreement there was harmony and we we moved together and uh and i really i mean i thought this is the most beautiful thing ever where you could take people from different backgrounds different uh different uh wants and wishes and and um, but we all love jesus and we're going to move together to uh, it was beautiful yeah so to me it really really shows and i think that's a reflection of our church too i think we have people from all different backgrounds uh mm. uh religious backgrounds in in uh, that you know that come to us and they bring certain struggles that they've had at various other churches and they watch us navigate through those and have grace and patience and no timetable and and there's no pressure and we allow people to kind of struggle through and we ask big questions and we leave them open-ended. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful thing about our culture here yeah. that we don't have to agree on everything to be in fellowship with one another. And I think that's, that's the heart of Jesus. That's, that's, that's the way I, I look at it. Amen. Well, I, I think one of the things that was really fun earlier this year, we went, we had an elder retreat and oh, we yeah. had such a great time as a, oh. as a team. I mean, we laughed, we ate, we played games, we, we sang worship, uh, we, yeah. we discussed tough stuff yeah. and we discussed goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, I m- remember the, the question, like if, uh, with, with the animals and, and if you had to try to survive with, oh, I remember yeah. with the bulls and the rats and the yeah. eagles and a hunter, um, you know, so we, we had a great time. What which was that two question? would you pick? Wasn't it which two yeah. you would pick to, to, to survive with or something like that? It was, it was I don't to eat exactly. No, like, no, like no, if no. you're going into battle in, in, in and battle. so you had like, I think like 10,000 rats, you had right. like. <laughs> two bears or something right. you had a hunter with a rifle yeah and you, you yeah it was like uh different animals and different number of animals and you had to pick the two that you thought you could use to survive if the other animals were going to attack you yes so it was it's like one of these really strange hypothetical questions yeah yes oh. so luke's good at finding oh. some of those uh <laughs> all right let's wrap up with some fun rapid fire questions uh how do you like to sabbath I love to read. I love to I love to watch movies, um, especially if that movie is called The Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> or it's by Wes Anderson. Um, I I like to relax in a clean house. So, haha, you know, mm. that doesn't happen very often. But uh, Sorry, that, that's all right. That's all right. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll um, get yeah. I, I guess I like to like cozy in. I guess I feel like when we go somewhere, when we travel, go somewhere, I want to see something new. I want to learn something. I want to mm. see something new. I want to meet someone new. I don't, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mike? How do you Sabbath? I um, I like to camp uh, by myself. It's actually really uh, great. Uh, I don't get to do that enough. Mm. Um, I don't think. Because you're traveling the world yeah, telling people about, uh, yeah, yeah, cyber about security. security. Um, and I also, uh, I like to... Um, just sit and think. I'm not a big reader. Nikki knows this about me. I don't. I don't read. Uh, I've started to uh, listen to podcasts, um, which is kind of new for me, um, and uh, that's been good. And I I love to listen to music. So mm. 
a lot of my Sabbathing is actually on planes. Um, I Sabbath a lot on planes. So yeah. for me, I'm very comfortable with traveling anywhere in the world. So I will um, put in my uh, uh, ear pods and uh, turn on some music and I'm... I'm Sabbathing. So there. when when you're on the plane though, do you do you turn on the Wi-Fi? Like, are you connected uh, from a business standpoint on the plane, or do you you keep no, Wi-Fi off? I am and, and... Wi-Fi off. Oh yeah. I am seriously yes. disconnected. I go into airplane mode. Yes. My first song uh, that comes on is uh, Gyra by Elevation Worship. I listen oh. to that every single day. Uh, that is my life song. Wow. And. Uh, and it makes me cry every single time. Mm. And then we kind of, then I usually uh, listen to some elevation worship or um, just different podcasts and things like that that I've downloaded yeah. on my phone. And so unless there's a crying baby or really bad turbulence, nothing can really disrupt your Sabbath. That is true. Yeah, I or the person behind me kicking the seat. Mm. I do oh, not no. like that. Have you discovered the power of? Um, uh, noiseless headphones. I, noise noise yes, canceling headphones. Oh. Noise canceling headphones are the way. Yeah, uh, they are not the truth and the life, but they are the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, three apps that you cannot live without on your phone. Ooh. If I if I if you hand me your phone and I took off all the apps except for three, what are the three that you keep? Oh, good question. You go uh, first, babe. Podcasts, Audible, and does messages count? Sure. Yeah. Given? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Didn't even- Oh, okay. okay. I would say uh, Sleep Machine, which is fantastic for me. Mm-hmm. I try to get a power nap uh, when I'm at a conference, so everybody knows I'll disappear for about an hour. I go kick on Sleep Machine, and boom, I'm out. Uh, and then I would say Yelp, because uh, oh, yeah. I travel a lot, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm kind of a little bit of a foodie. Uh, I got to know where the best food place is, and we usually go there. Uh, and then third... Oh, I, I should say messages. Yeah, you should. I, I should say messages because that's how I usually communicate with my family because they're very busy people and we've got a family group chat. And sometimes that just cracks me up what uh, my family is posting on our family group chat. So do, I would do say you have messages. A, do you have a name for the family group chat? The Reeves team. Reeves team. But the Reeves picture team. is a Ritz cracker. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I think yeah. Josh did that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a mystery, but there it, it's still there. Yes. So, yeah, I would say texting. I can't do without texting. Ours is called Willy Chat. That's the oh, family That's I the family that. text yeah. channel. Um, where do you guys like to vacation together? Where do we not like to well, vacation together? I'll go anywhere. I just, I'm not a... Favorite I don't places think either I've, that I've been. been. Or yes. We don't have a... We're, we, we don't have, like, every year we go to the, you know, uh, the yes. beach house in Carlsbad or something. Um, we're not like go to the resort and lay around people. We're like, let's go see something, do something, learn something, meet someone, mm-hmm. people. So we we don't go a lot of places more than once. Mm, okay. Because of that, I guess. So you're looking for something new. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you'll vacation somewhere new. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, okay. Yeah. Oh, That's perfect. Good. Although we, we went to London this last time. It was it was my second time, which I never in a million years thought I'd say that, you know. And, and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool to come back to someplace. You see it at a different level. It's like mm-hmm. travel level one is the first time you get there. Travel level two, you're like, I've seen this, this, this. Now I'm going to go. You just, yeah, that was. So maybe I've been missing out all these years and I should go you back have. to the same places. I don't you have to explore that. Anymore. And then uh, I would say also camping as a family. Oh. I thought we, I thought as the kids were growing up, 
we uh, at, we went through different stages. We went through the tent stage, which was uh, a very short stage. We got into the trailer motorhome kind of stage, and we would go to national parks. I think that really was great. And then um, and we just went back to tents. So that was great. Yeah. Great. Um, what makes you laugh more, physical or verbal comedy? This is such a good question. Yes. I, I want to hear you. Well, I want to. I'd hear your answers to all this, but I know this is. But that well, that would be on another episode. Yeah, yes. but can you tell me your answer to this one? Because I I'm curious. I'll tell you mine first. I really thought about this. I was like, what does make me laugh? And I think it's verbal. But I like a good a comedian who's got a good. You got to have some physical. Like Brian Regan is a good example of a blend of verbal and physical he's he's funny just to listen to and we do listen to him but you watch him and you're like wow he's he's just great at both so but that's such a good question so Mm. i'd say verbal for me yeah yeah i say verbal uh and i looked at the physical as not combined with the verbal i looked at the physical like like on instagram no like on instagram where you have like kook slams or something that happens to people (laughs) or people doing crazy things or funny things or like cat videos and stuff like that, I think are hilarious, but I'm more of a verbal uh, guy as well. What about you? Well, I would say younger, it was, it was physical, but then as I got older, it was verbal. But I think the the show that just really combines them both perfectly is Seinfeld Mm. because Elaine and, and a Kramer are so physical on that show and it's hilarious. But then you have all the banter between Jerry and George and Kramer and Elaine and all the other characters. Um, But it was such a beautiful mix because especially Kramer, I mean, Kramer's physicality is incredible. And when you also realize that's not easy to do, right. You know, and the toll on your body and what you have to do. So I, I appreciate them both, but I think as I've gotten older, the ones who can really take something like, like, Seinfeld where it's an observation of everyday life and make it just absurd, but you really connect it like that's brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Truly. That's funny. Uh, Favorite book of the Bible and why? Um, So I said Philippians to this one. Um, This is a a tough question. I love the passage about humility, Christ's humility in Philippians. So that I I think about a lot. Um, I struggle with humility. So I just think, Having a, be- a humble Lord and Savior is seems like an oxymoron, but it's really the most beautiful mm. thing. Like how many kings you know that are truly humble, you know, um, much less the Son of God, Savior of the world. So, yeah, so Philippians for me. Mm. I would say uh, John is mine. I'm a very visual guy, and he's a, a kind of a, I call him a meta writer. Like it's light and darkness and love and hate and those types of things. I love that, but I also fell in love with uh, Galatians. I think that's where I really learned who Jesus was. And uh, I, so, but I, but if I have to pick one, I'd, I'd pick John if I was going to only have one book of the Bible. Yeah. Well, gosh, I thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, both of you play a role on our, our worship team. Uh, Mike, you've been on the elder team. I know you guys do a lot of other stuff for Redemption Church Gateway. So thank you so much. For those of you listening, we love you. We hope this has been really fun and insightful and maybe a little entertaining. Um, but we do it all in his name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, You're welcome. Thanks.